Sicha on the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi and a jumabarak to all of our listeners. Well, um, we have the pleasure of once again having the Honorable Sheikh Irfan Abrams with us, who is currently the President of the Muslim Judicial Council. And you know, what a great platform to be addressing the entire Ummah, subhanAllah. Um, sometimes we say and we fear that, you know what, I haven't seen the President, I haven't heard him. So if you tune to 91.3 FM, you're definitely having the pleasure of listening to the President this morning once again. Um, just a brief history that the President has been involved in Islam studies and um, you know within our community for the past 43 years obtained his BA degree um, in Arabic and Islamic studies in Mad- University of Medina alhamdulillah and um, has always been a child of Saudi state so always been in Saudi state and happy to be with the community of Saudi state as well up until today and not forgetting the entire ummah alhamdulillah benefiting um, she also established not just the Muslim school for girls but also for boys as well as the Khid school and so much more um, looking at primary uh, education and, and our little ones as well. And um, looking at not just little ones, but the elders. So for 29 years, Sheikh has been um, conducting the adult classes as well. And um, it's still going strong, alhamdulillah. Today's topic, listeners, and I'm sure you're probably niggling and you know, thinking, what is today's topic? Today's topic is the honorable status of Medina. Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. Assalamu alaikum and a warm welcome. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be on uh, Voices of the Cape. And may Allah Ta'ala grant us all the khair, all the goodness, Amen. all the barakah, may Allah bless us, bless our community, bless our people, and that we enjoy the beautiful democracy that we live in, and that we should make use of it in spreading Islam and taking Islam to those whom needs it, and take it to those people who have not m- met Muslims or didn't receive the message of Islam. So alhamdulillah, and we shall continue all of us to work together, inshallah, mm. even though we may differ here and there's little, uh, little issues that will always be there. But we, need, we can work together to secure our religion, to protect our religion, and to promote our religion as Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And alhamdulillah, and the radio voice the Cape has played also a major role in the preservation of the beautiful deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is a medium used for goodness and kindness, not for confusion and uh, misdirect people. Alhamdulillah, and there is a religious panel also on this, uh, on Voice the Cape, and they, are, they have a huge responsibility. But generally we are very proud of our radio station and very proud of our community, and we are a wonderful community. We must stay as we are. We must develop into, into a better condition and a better state. And we can close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we can be of a greater benefit to the entire ummah. We can do it. We have the ability. We should not be uh, allow people to turn, our, turn our, f- our focus away and then redirect us in a way that is not becoming. Amen. Amen. Yes, the topic is a beautiful topic, and I, th- <laughs> I would just say, not one single person, not one single Muslim walking on this earth who doesn't love Medina. Subhanallah. I'm um, Sheikh, you know, um, I was thinking on my way here to work this morning, um, and um, my producer says we're speaking about Medina, the Honorable City of Medina. 
And you know, just looking back at I was in Medina as Mu'atamirin and also as Hujaj, and we're looking at, um, you know, your life in Medina many years ago when you studied at Medina. So you had the privilege of, you know, being in Medina yes. for much longer. Alhamdulillah. I think that um, only that, and every student who studied Medina will always remember that Allah has chosen him. Subhanallah. You then have a responsibility never to forget where you're coming from. You know, we as children always say, our parents always say to us, never forget where you're coming from. We know where we come from. And we thank Allah Ta'ala for the wonderful parents that we had. But you should also know that when you lived in Medina and studied in Medina, what did Allah honor you? With what did Allah honor you? Allah has honored you to study in the city of Rasulullah. What can be greater than that? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, the knowledge are good knowledge. There are massive libraries, there are lots of ulama from different countries, different, uh, from different parts of the world who are teaching and lecturing at universities, at high school, etc., etc. We must make good use of it. I mean, we have, myself and Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriels, I mean, I refer to us because I know we were together for many, many years. At night time, we'll sit in the lecture of Sha'atiyah, uh, uh, Sha'atiyah bin Salim, when he teaches uh, the Muwattaf Imam Malik, the Muwattaf Imam Malik, and he teaches after Maghrib. And sometimes he will speak about, he will have uh, tafsir classes. And sh- similarly with Sheikh Abu Bakr Jazairi, which originally from Jazair, uh, Algeria. He's a great scholar, great alim, subhanAllah. You have to tafs- make tafsir of the Quran four to five times in the entire life while in Medina. So Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, uh, we thank Allah that these are the ulama we sat, we, you know, we sat in the, uh, in the lectures and benefit from it. There's been many things we talk about, Imam Shah Umar Fallata, he's originally from Nigeria, he also is a citizen, or citizen of, of Medina, he became a citizen of Medina, but he was a great alim. And when he speaks of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says, you, I can see a picture in the Sheikh Ibrahim also. What do you remember of Shah Umar Falata? He said, he used to teach us out of the road of the Jannah. And he said, when he, make, when he referred to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and the person of that grave said, <laughs> Allah Akbar, referred the grave of the Nabi Muhammad Alaihi Wasallam to us. What can be more honorable than that? Tell me what can be, nothing can be more honorable than that. And it was a great alim. In the tafsir and so fiqh also. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. These are the days that I think no sane person can forget. Just being the Majd al Nabawi, every night we could go down to the Haram of Medina. My Salat al Maghrib and Aisha come down with the bus from the university. We uh, make Maghrib Salah, we sit in the lecture, and after Aisha we, we, we go back uh, to the university. And, uh, but these were the moments that, wallahi, I treasure, I treasure. And um, because I think it's the greatest ni'mah that Allah could have given me to be not the president of the MGC, but to have been a student and studied in Medina for nine years at university, graduated, but more importantly, and the great ulama in the Haram of Medina. Great ulama from Egypt, great ulama, subhanAllah. Even our college of college of, 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 of language, whether we are the we are the cream of the crop of, 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 of Al Azhar. Subhanallah, teaching in Medina. 
So Alhamdulillah, I, and I think all the students should be thankful for the great name Allah has given them and they should do the necessary by keeping together, work as a unit, work as a team, work uh, and, and give what they have gone for. They've gone for the knowledge, they, they learned in Medina, they must come back and be good leaders, or try to be good leaders and be a good example to the Ummah. Not in Cape Town, in the entire world, inshallah. Amen, amen, May Allah bless. And obviously, we're not, we're, not, we're not looking down on any person who studied somewhere else. No, a talib al-ilm is a talib al-ilm. A student, a student who learned the deen of Allah is a student of deen. And he is special by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But obviously, learning Medina, Allah has given you a very special privilege. Alhamdulillah. And nobody can, nobody can take that away from you. And those who use your time effectively and use your time well and make good use of the time they will recall and I, I can, that's why I can say when I, when I make khutbah on Jumu'ah uh, or when I make lectures I recall most of the things I recall what I've learned in the Haram the Alama I lecture every, uh, every Maghrib to Maghrib Al-Isha I recall all those lectures and I could tell people about it Subhanallah <laughs> so uh, Jazakumullah Khair for this um, Great opportunity for me to speak about Medina. Allahu Akbar. <laughs> it is something great. Alhamdulillah. Shaksa, we're going to go straight into our, um, you know, program for this morning, the topic for this morning, inshallah. The Nabi alayhi salatu was really attached to Makkah. His place of birth. And the holiness of Makkah. And there is no, like the ulama says, there is no country or town more holier than Makkah. But they say there is no piece of ground more holier than the grave of the Nabi So as a city there is nothing in comparison with Makkah. It is holiness. And the reward of doing good things and the punishment of doing bad things. And Makkah is the only place when you think wrong, a sin is written down for you. Imam Ahmad Muhammad says, Makkah is, if you want to do good, Allah rewards you, even if you haven't done it. And when you do it, you get the, Allah gives you maximum reward. In Makkah, if it's in any other place, in any other place, if you think wrong, no sin is written down for you until you have done it. Except in Makkah. When you think wrong in Makkah, a sin is written down for you. So in Makkah, one must even check and keep. Be careful of not thinking wrong and evil things. For when you think wrong and you think evil, even if you have not done it, a sin is, a sin is, a, a, is written down for you. That is how great Makkah is. Yes. So nobody can take away the sanctity of Makkah. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made Makkah holy. And Allah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, made Makkah holy. And the hadith, as we explained, will, be, will become more clear and clearer. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, having, was born in Makkah, was reared in Makkah, developed in Makkah. He became a strong young man in Makkah. And he became the Nabi chosen by Allah in Makkah. So it's very obvious that it is his country of birth, land of birth, city of birth. So the attachment is naturally there. 
naturally. So for him to sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our beloved Nabi Muhammad alayhi salatu wa sallam, to have been thrown out of Makkah when Islam started to spread and every and the kuffar of Quraysh became Muslim and many visitors who come to Mecca for Hajj or for Umrah became Muslim and Islam was spreading and Islam was spreading they realized the only way now, now to stop this spread of Islam is to kill Muhammad and they decided on that and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered him to take Mahijra from Mecca to Medina and in the greatest honor that any person could have achieved and received was the company of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi on this hijrah, which was none other than our beloved Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala. Nabi said to him, oh, Abu Bakr, oh, Abu Bakr, you will be the one that will accompany me. He was so shocked. He was crying and crying that Allah Ta'ala has chosen him to be the companion of the Nabi on this hijrah. He would do anything and everything to protect the Nabi and make sure that the Rasulullah is safe and make sure Rasulullah is protected and make sure that he take all the shots. Should he come to the Nabi he will take it. Allah. And the history of that has been, is clear. So, Rasulullah Sallallahu had to learn, leave his country of birth. And for any person to live under these conditions will never be easy. And when the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, a number of days, eventually, um, with Kufar Quraysh couldn't get hold of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and they couldn't get hold of Abu Bakr, radiallahu okay. ta'ala anhum, they gave up. And Allah Ta'ala has blinded them, and couldn't see them. Allah so the Nabi Islam left eventually. They get up, they couldn't find him. I remember when the Kufar was standing by the, by the opening of the, of, 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 the, of the cave and the snow said, Oh Rasulullah, if, if only they should, should look down, they would see us. But Allah protected them. Allah blindfolded them. And they couldn't see. Allahu Akbar. But he wasn't. He wasn't worried and he didn't care about his life. No, definitely. All the evidence are there. He was more concerned of the, of the life and protection of the Nabi Muhammad. So Makkah is only by itself because Allah made it a holy place. Rasulullah made the holy place. So the goodness was there. So Nabi only left Medina, left Makkah. And he came to a, uh, to, a, uh, to, a, to a place with the Makkah and Medina separate from, uh, from each other. And he looked at the one who goes to Makkah, the other one who goes to Medina. And he stands and overlook Makkah. And he says, oh Makkah, I love you so much. If it had not to be, my, my people had thrown me out. I would have never left you. There was an intense love. Rasulullah to Makkah. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. So it wasn't easy for the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to have left Makkah. But Allah knows what Allah has planned. And Allah knows what He has set out for His Messenger. And... Um, 
And it comes to me, the beautiful dua when the Nabi says, Nabi says, Allahumma inna Ibrahim abduka wa khaliluka wa nabiyuka wa inni abduka wa nabiyuka wa innahu da'aka li Makkah wa inni ad'uka lil Madinah بمثل ما دعاك به لمكة ومثله معه قال ثم يدعو ثم يدعو أصغر وليد ثم يدعو أصفر وليد يراه فيعطيه ذلك التمر الصحابة رضي الله تعالى عنهم when ever the first crop came it's time for them to reap the crops. And the first crop that would come to bring the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They would bring the Nabi Nabi Sallallahu is the first person. So you have grown any form of fruit of tamar, the first and the best. Before anybody eats or give to anybody, they bring the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. the barakat of it. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made dua. And the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made his dua and said, Oh Allah, your beloved Ibrahim, your CEs, he's your slave, he's your intimate friend, he's your prophet. And I am also your slave, and I am also your Nabi. But Ibrahim made dua for Makkah. And Allah Ta'ala bless Makkah and bless the people of Makkah and grant people to enjoy the benefits of Makkah and the fruits of Makkah, he made a dua. Oh Allah, I today make dua for Medina. Similarly, to the, similar to the dua that Ibrahim made for Makkah. Exactly the same. Allah grant him. And then Nabi will make dua. And then Nabi uh, will enjoy the fruit. Enjoy the fruit. And this is how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and look at Medina. Medina is a city of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He lived there for the rest of his life. 13 years as Nabi was in Mecca the rest in Medina. Sheikh, just before we continue, inshallah, to listeners, do stay tuned because I think the best part is yet to come. Inshallah, stay tuned. Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and indeed a warm welcome to your Friday Nasiha. I'm Yasta Ashalata and we have Sheikh Irfan Abrams, President of the Muslim Judicial Council, speaking about the, honor, the honorable status of Medina. And as Sheikh had mentioned earlier on, the dua that Nabi Ibrahim had made for Makkah. Yeah. And so similarly, the, um, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had asked Allah to accept the same dua for Medina as well. Subhanallah. Yes, uh, look at the hadith also in which uh, the Sahaba, radiallahu ta'ala anum, they brought their fruits and the dates to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to make dua. Nabi make dua and say, Allahumma barik lana fi thamarina wa barik lana fi madinatina wa barik lana fi sa'ina wa muddina. So the dua of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you all know the dua of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mustajab. The dua of the Nabi mustajab. And the Nabi continuously made dua for Medina. 
and the fruits of Medina, like Sayyidina Ibrahim make dua of Mecca, and with the fruits of, Medina, of, of Mecca. And he says, Oh Allah, bless us. Bless Medina with its fruits. Oh Allah, put barakah in the fruits of Medina. And oh Allah, put barakah in our city, city of Medina. And oh Allah, bless us whatever we have of fruits and whatever we grow whatever weight we are using because the sa'a and muddin is a form of weighing and so Allah put barak in that that we have so the dua of the Nabi was always there always for people of Medina and um, we should have that kind of respect and honor whenever we go to Medina and um, that's when Nabi says Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam La yazbiru ala la'wa'i al-madinati wa shiddati ahadu mi ummati illa kuntu law shafi'an yom al-qiyama aw shahidan They're not for hadith, they're the same meaning The Nabi alayhi salatu wa salam Medina in the summer Subhanallah it becomes very unbearable sometimes. But in the big hadith of Nabi Sallallahu he must have patience. Nabi says, whatever happens in Medina, severe heat, irrespective of how severe it is, you must be patient. Nabi says, there is no person that perseveres the severe heat of Medina. There is no person who perseveres the difficulty in Medina, except that I will be interceding with that person on the day of Qiyamah, and I will be a witness bearer for him on the day of Qiyamah. To Medina, you mustn't complain. You mustn't do wrong things, say wrong things because of unbearable. In Medina, can be very, very, very hot. SubhanAllah. I remember one year in 1980. Or 1981. We lived in Medina. Subhanallah, that day I can remember. I lived in the old house, very old, and old. The houses that people used to build with clay and, you know, with the rocks and these kind of things. We were living, myself, Sheikh Abraham, our family we were living in there. And I remember this one day I came out of, out of the, uh, 1981. And I came out by the door, Subhanallah. It's like a person throwing me in the oven. Wallahi. So you just take the scarf, put it overhead, and off the masjid for the in the month of Ramadan. That day, I remember the maximum uh, temperature was 54 degrees. 54 degrees. So it's high temperatures. 54 degrees. Yeah, Allah, the whole will die. And the Arafah that year was almost 60. And I remember who was with us, Sheikh Brian's brother was with us, uh, Ismail, um, Sheikh, uh, I was there, my brother was there. And I remember we saw the on Arafat. Ya Allah, we saw a person stuck, his, his, his van stuck. And we decided to help him pushing out his van. As soon as we arrived, we came, the soil was burning us. You couldn't go beefy. You couldn't, couldn't walk beefy on Arafat that year. So, uh, 
one has been very, very patient with Medina as when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was ever perseveres and have patience with the situation in Medina I will be lots of hadith I read quite a few number of hadith on that you must, you must have patience don't complain don't speak bad of the weather don't curse this don't curse that because of the severe heat no you know, be patient Nabi says I promise you that I will intercede by Allah for you on the day of Qiyamah or I will be a witness bearer for you witness bearer for you that you have and had patience under the circumstances in Medina and this is how Medina is very special but Nabi says Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so when you have difficulty in Medina do not leave Medina do not leave Medina don't go to other places I remember this person telling me one day I am afraid to travel the origin from, from South Africa he, I am afraid to leave Medina fearing I will die outside Medina he won't travel he won't travel <laughs> he stays alive he was in Medina in Mecca and he refused to travel just to have honor that's when Nabi says if you can die in Medina, then die in Medina. If you can die in Medina, then die in Medina. For I will be your intercessor. I will intercede on your behalf by Allah. Definitely, those who die in Medina, they have a privilege which no, no, no one else has. Because the first grave that will open the Qiyamah with the grave of Rasulullah. And then the people of the Baqiyah, those who are buried in Medina. SubhanAllah. The first graves open. Allah Akbar. So can you imagine the honors people have? Who are buried in Medina? That means if you can't die in Medina, die in Medina. That means you must go much suicide, not being that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I find people that wouldn't leave Medina. But Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, the Sahaba had to leave Medina to spread the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they knew that it was a responsibility that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa left in the key and left in the hands to take the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to all corners of the world and he successfully done it that today we enjoy the fruits of people who sacrificed as Muslims we enjoy the fruits of other sacri of, of sacrifice of other people. So Sahaba sacrifice, they're giving their lives for Islam. Not only to preserve and protect Islam, but also to spread Islam. They have spread Islam wherever they went. Millions of people became Muslim. The times of Sahaba Allah Ta'ala. But they had to sacrifice Medina. But it was their responsibility. But those who are there, those who are not able to leave, they don't leave. But the Sahaba had to do their work. They couldn't keep Islam only in Medina. Because the responsibility is to go out and take Islam to every part, in every corner of the world. And the Sahaba, anhum, we love them so much for their sacrifices. Who of them would not have loved to stay in Medina? All of them would have loved to stay in Medina. But they knew 
what Rasulullah has ordered him. And they knew what Rasulullah has left down, left behind for them. And the responsibility Rasulullah has placed on their shoulders. So they would not stay as much as they wanted to only live in Medina and die in Medina. They realized they cannot be selfish. They realize they have a job to do. They realize they have a responsibility on their shoulders. And that is why they left Medina purely out of love for Rasulullah and purely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they have sacrificed. We, we retrieve the benefits of it. We enjoy the fruits of it. We enjoy the benefits of it. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Today, we can refer to all our masters, the Sahaba of Rasulullah, all of them, with the barakah of the efforts of the sacrifices they have brought Islam to this part of the world. Through the barakah of the efforts, Islam has arrived here. So, the Sahaba of Rasulullah must always be, all of them, must always be kept in very, very high regards. Why? Because there's only one kind of people who is called Sahaba, nobody else. You know Imam Bukhari? You know Imam Muslim? They were great ulama. Imam Shafi, great ulama. Imam Hanifa, and you name them. There are thousands of them. But they can never be, they can never reach the city of Sahaba. The Sahaba are only those people who lived in the time of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Who saw the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who believed in the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with Iman that he is a messenger of Allah and died with that Iman. Only they are called Sahaba, nobody else. Nobody else. Not Imam Malik, not Abu Hanifa, not Imam Shafi'i, not Imam Ahmed Muhammad, and they are great ulama. Imam Bukhari, Imam Muslim, they are great ulama. But they can never be the Sahaba. The Sahaba are those. Who witnessed Rasulullah, who saw Rasulullah, who learned from Rasulullah, who saw the movement of Rasulullah, who believed in Rasulullah, and they died with that Iman. They are Sahaba. Nobody else can ever match them. Nobody else can ever be, can never be like them. Radiallahu ta'ala anhum ajma'in. So, Al Medina was their mother city, it was the capital. Everything revolved in Medina. Everything started in Medina. Everything moved from Medina. Rasulullah was there, lived in Medina, and he died in Medina. That was a choice that Allah has made for him. That's why you remember I said at the beginning, the ulama says, the greatest city, there is no city more holier than Makkah. But there is not a place of ground more holier the place of a place of ground in which the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was buried in. That's what the ulama said. So Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. So Medina, Medina is a place in which the Nabi Muhammad alayhi wasallam settled. Allah has chosen that for him. And Medina became the most beloved city to the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed Medina with the dua and the barakah of his beloved Nabi Muhammad So when we look at Medina, we should look at it with the greatest of respect. 
Yunus'da Umar radiyallahu ta'ala the respect for Medina has never been compromised and when we love Medina we love it only because for the sake of Allah ta'ala and because Rasulullah loved Medina so we must Try our utmost best. When your name is Muhammad, to show the best of character. Because you want to imitate Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You want to do things with the Nabi love. When your name is Abu Bakr, and Umar, and Uthman, and Ali, you want to be like those people. Because they were the chosen people by the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And they were chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and especially by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all of them. There's a Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. Somebody said one day, and then Nahi what he said. He says, the Sahaba are kind of people. The more you read about them, and the more you learn from them, and you learn about them, the more you love them. Subhanallah. Allah. Allahu Akbar. You know? I want to advise uh, uh, the people if they had the lectures of Imam Al-Anwar Al-Awlaqi he speaks about the Khilafat of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Umar and their lives and their leadership Wallahi Azim, you can never sit with dry eyes never, impossible impossible the way he sketched and as um, the reference is very sound very authentic now the other night I was in a uh, uh, gathering I told the people make a copy, I'm, I, I don't want to give uh, the stick away, I'm going to give it to you make copies, a lot of leeches on but this copy, the life of Omar and the life of Bakr Wallahi al-Azim, I swear by Allah you can never sit without tears flowing from your eyes almost impossible Allah Akbar, so why? because the Nabi prepared him Rasulullah prepared him and did exactly what the Rasulullah wanted from him. So Alhamdulillah, we are who they like to be. And that's why I'm very proud. Sheikh, on that proud uh, point, I think we need to go for it. So, listeners, to stay tuned. I know that we don't have much time with Sheikh, and that there's still so much more that you want to know and learn about the holy city of Medina, inshallah. <laughs> Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and indeed a warm welcome to Mubarak. If you have just tuned into 91.3 FM for those audio streaming, I'm sure we're just, you know, tuning into this Nasiha and the Voice of the Cape. It brings you back home. And to listen to, you know, our Honorable President this morning, Sheikh Irfan Abrams, I think it just, you know, makes you yearn to go back to Medina, oh. subhanAllah, Sheikh. Oh. Ya Rabbana SubhanAllah That just came because of hadith now And uh, why I mentioned this Because Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriels He was a student in Medina Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams was also a student in Medina And both of them had two babies Which they have lost Buried in Zandibakir mm-hmm. Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriels uh, I remember I was with him on that day We did all what, what needed to be done And also Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams Also a baby I think Sheikh Ibrahim is a girl I think Sheikh Ibrahim is a boy Buried in Medina, in Jadul Bakir. 
and obviously that will be great reward for them in the Akhir. Amen. Allah Amen. Allah. Amen. I'm jealous. I'm very jealous. Subhanallah. Allah Allah knows best. You know, in the hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, man istata'a an yamuta bil madina, fal yamut. Fal yamut biha. Fa inni ashfa'u liman yamutu biha. Rawat al-Tirmidhi. Abu al-Majah. And the hadith tells us that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, many hadith, obviously only one I'm choosing. Nabi says, whosoever can die and dies in Medina, they die in Medina. For verily, I will intercede for that person of Qiyamah. I will intercede for the person who dies in Medina. Rasulullah says, I will intercede for him. So this is the greatness of dying in Medina. At the same time, we, you cannot commit suicide and then say you died in Medina. Because, like happened a few months ago, those are evil things. Nobody has a right to cause fear in the people of Medina. Because Rasul has warned, whoever caused fear into the people of Medina, Allah will destroy him. Or her, whatever they may be. Allah will make them disappear like salt. When you put it in water and you stir it thoroughly, the salt will disappear. Allah will make them disappear. That has been uttered and said by our beloved Nabi Muhammad So, as much as the Medina is great, we should also make sure that we preserve and protect and honor and carry out the sanctity of Medina. Um, So we need to be very careful what we do. You know, I just want to mention this before I mention this hadith of Sina Omar. One day, uh, my friend went to Makkah. He told me, this is how the respect people have for the city of Rasulullah. So the name is the city of Rasulullah, which is important. And when you are in Medina, you show that great respect. You do not want to do things, anything, which you know doesn't befit you to do. It is the holy city. Not only the name of the holy city of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He says, Shia, I went to Makkah. I went for Hajj. My dear friend, this doctor. He said, when he came on Joburg airport, his family came to greet him. Yes. And his sister said to him, I'm going to mention the name. His sister said, his sister, says to him, when you come to Medina, you don't bargain with the people of Medina. <laughs> he said, they tell you a price, you take it. Now I'm just thinking, look at the respect people have for Medina. He said, Sheikh, and I, I did exactly what my sister told me. You don't bargain. If he tells you 15 reals, pay. He said, a few times people ran behind him and asked, why did you ask for, for this guy? <laughs> he was forewarned. <laughs> no, the people in Medina asked, why did you ask for this guy? You just pay him. Yes. I was instructed by my sister, never argue with the people of Medina. And I'm doing just that. SubhanAllah. 
Medina, Allah Akbar. Like Sheikh uh, Abu Bakr Jazair would explain, see those years when people live in less fortunate conditions, circumstances. People come to Medina and when they leave, you see people crying and crying and crying. He said, today is no more like that. He said, no, today is no more like that. People get the quickest and fastest way to get out of the Haram and get out of Medina, go to Makkah and all like a rush, a rat race. He says, that humbleness people had those years uh, when they leave Medina, and they look at the Haram, they would cry and crying and crying, weeping. You know, this was, he said, today you don't find that. But you understand, that Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi says, many people, many people will go for, will go to Mecca, but few will go for Hajj. There'll be lots of people be going, but few will go for the ibadah of Hajj or for Umrah. In other words, the intention, the sincere intention, is not for the ibadah to please Allah alone. They have other, other agendas when they go to, to Medina. Let me see the hadith. That's a hadith I heard from one of the ulama in Mecca. So um, it's important, I always say to people, when you are in Medina and Mecca, you show the best of character. When you're in the Medina, in the, uh, the heart of Medina, you are, make sure that the grid of respect you show. You get the haram of Medina. You enter the masjid, as the Nabi taught us, Put salawat upon the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If you are able to make tahiyyat al masjid in the road to Jannah, which is always possible, obviously, then make it. If you can't, you can't. If you, if you can't, then make wherever you are in the masjid. And when you can make it, you do it there. The road to Jannah. The road to Jannah. One of the gardens of the gardens of Jannah. Which the Nabi says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ma bayna bayti wa minbari, rawda timuriyad al Jannah. Nabi said, what is between Timur. my house and between my member, that will be, that is a road or one of the, of, the, of, the, of the gardens of the gardens of Jannah. So if you make salah in there, then it is as if you made salah in Jannah. Like Mecca. When you, salah, when you make salah in the Maqam Ibrahim, whoever makes two rakats in there, then it is as if he has made salah in the, the Kaaba. Now, so, I come to the point that the adab that we have to we have in Medina. One day, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he was an amir, he was a khalifa of the Muslimin, Amir al-Mu'minin radiallahu ta'ala anhu, and he saw two men speaking very loud in the Masjid Nabawi. And Sayyidina Umar called, come here, the two of you come here. From where are you? Why? why? He, he, they, they drew his attention. So he called him. So he saw and he heard. And that drew the attention of the Amir Mu'min. Sna Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Sna Umar took his stick and asked him, asked him, from where are the two of you? He said, from Taif. He said, I swear by Allah, if you had to be from the people of Medina, I would have given you with a stick. I would have beaten you. Why? 
you are in the you are in the Masjid Nabawi. You're in the Masjid of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And you raise your voice like that. Because known that the people of Medina would not raise their voices, especially in the Masjid Nabawi. Out of respect for the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, and that's the respect we ought to have in Medina. Just to think we could have walked on a place where the Nabi walked, subhanAllah. You could have walked. You are in Medina and the Masjid Nabawi is there and the Qabr of the Nabi is there. How can we ever think to disrespect in any way the holy city of Rasulullah, the beloved city of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I want to read a beautiful hadith to demonstrate that masjid, that beloved masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that's the Masjid al-Nabawi. The Masjid al-Nabawi means the Masjid of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And uh, the Nabi alayhi salatu says in the sanctity and greatness of this masjid, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam says, Salatun fi masjidi afdalu min alfi salatin fi masiwa illa al masjid al haram. Wa salatun fi al masjid al haram afdal min mi'ati alfi salatin fi masiwa. This hadith is one of many hadith with the same meaning. Rasulullah sallallahu there are certain places more holy than others. Every place has a certain level of greatness, especially when you talk about these holy places. And each one has a high position in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, one salah, one salah a person performs in my masjid, meaning in the Masjid Nabawi. One salah performed in this masjid of mine is better and greater and more rewarding than a thousand salah in any other masjid. One masjid, one salah, one fard salah, also not salah. One salah made in this masjid of mine Meaning in the Masjid of Nabi Muhammad وسلم, is greater and better and more rewarding by Allah than making salah thousands, than a thousand salah that you make in any other masjid except Al Masjid Al Haram. Imagine if a person knows one salah is equal or more than and better than a thousand salah, who would miss a salah in the Masjid Nabawi? Nobody would, nobody would. Indeed. Sheikh, I know that we have so much to share with our listeners, but unfortunately time is against us, and I know there's also an event happening at the Masjid of the Juma. so if Sheikh just wants to share that with our listeners before we close as well, inshallah. Jazakumullah khair. Inshallah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, our Masjid Committee has arranged a mini food fair today at the Darul Islam Masjid in Sunday, and uh, they have requested from me if I could make the announcement, and I want, inshallah, the community to support the Masjid in Sari State on the corner of Ganubi Road 
and Plutarch, inshallah ta'ala. We're looking forward to seeing you. We'll, we'll be starting from after Jumu'ah, right up to midnight and after midnight, inshallah. And we thank you for your continued support. And Jazakumullah khaira. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahibi ajma'in. Subhana rabbika rabbil azzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Shukran And just on that note, we also want to say the message that says, um, Sheikh, you leave us so full of emotions. Alhamdulillah, things um, you know, only for the best for all of us. May Allah guide us and keep us safe. Inshallah. Amen. Amen. Amen.